Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Well, I am not Kevin Foote, but uh, I am George Faust, and I am in for Kevin today, and hopefully... Man, it's been a whirlwind to get here. You know, you drop the kids off, then you you, you run some errands. You get oh, it's time to go. Got to get got to get to the got to get to the station to to chat a little sports. And wow, what a what a night of sports for. Hang on, let me fix this real quick. All right, there we go. I I forgot y'all don't like hats in this place. I'm gonna turn it around. There you go. How's that? You can see my face now. Um, if you're watching on the uh, simulcast, because uh, my hair is not done. Anyway, uh, thanks so much for uh, staying up with us. And I know Raymond uh, talked a little bit about the Cajuns for sure. And uh, I'm going to do the same as well as we roll through this edition of Footnotes. We've got a really uh, cool show for you today. We're going to talk some high school football as well. We've got uh, both Trev Falk and Dane Chaponche going to come on. Not at the same time. Can't have that. That would that, that might be actually that might be kind of fun. No? <laughs> but but uh, Coach Trev uh, will join us uh, at the bottom of this hour, and uh, Dane Chaponche will uh, jump in in the ten o'clock hour. So we're going to look ahead to that big matchup uh, tonight between Turlings and Lafayette Christian Academy uh, there in. Uh, well, that's Lafayette, right? It's not Karen Crew yet. It's Lafayette where LCA is. So, um, right there, uh, and uh, and it's got that that that's the matchup of the night. It might be the matchup of the week. Although on Friday night we of course have John Curtis, the uh, perennial power in high school football, coming to Acadiana Bill Dodson Stadium, and uh, that's going to be uh, a wild game as well. The battle of the. Uh, Veers. That game will be less than two hours, no doubt. No doubt. Maybe an hour and a half. Maybe an hour. Because they, all they're going to do is run the ball. That's my guess. That's my guess. I I, I don't know if I'm right, but uh, I'll 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 go with that. Um, Hannah Hannah, if, let me ask you something. Uh, so so I know Kevin already kind of always has a Thursday setup. Uh, what's the normal lineup here as we roll through this uh, Thursday morning? So at nine fifteen we'll have Luke Johnson. All right, yeah, and from then, the, the from uh, is that uh, Nola? Where's he from? Down in New Orleans. I know Luke. Yeah, I know Luke. Some of that area. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I know Luke. There's I, too many guys to keep them all straight up where they're from. <laughs> well, I know. Well, I know. I know Luke. Luke. So yeah, he'll talk Saints and stuff. We'll we'll do that with him. We'll, that, that'll be a good. He's always very informative. Yes. So we'll have Luke Johnson at nine fifteen, followed it. by nine thirty five for Trev Falk. Trev, then yep. at ten fifteen we'll have Spencer Urquhart for betnola.com. Oh, yeah, I was hoping I was hoping I get to talk to Spencer. <laughs> I, I talked to him the other day at the uh, at, 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 what it was uh, the LSU uh, Florida State game a couple weeks ago, you know, a couple uh, and I talked to him and uh, it's good to see he's over there in New Orleans. But I, I love talking fantasy football. And so we'll do that. Uh, yeah. The guru as uh, Kevin Foote calls. Him yes. So 1015 will have the guru Spencer Urquhart from betnola.com and then we'll follow that up with 1035. With your lovely Dane Chaponche. That's it, Dane Chaponche. All right, good and, uh, stuff. And Luke is from the New Orleans Advocate. New Orleans Advocate. Okay, and then <laughs> and then Spencer actually is from uh, Nola. I think he doesn't. Yes. Uh, yes. So it's all it's all uh, it's all good. It's all good. We're gonna have a lot of fun. We'll talk a lot of football. We'll take your calls. I want to know uh, a little bit about what you think of the Cajuns' win. Um, 
I think, uh, look, I said on Jordy's show uh, last week that this was that win for the Cajuns. That that was a that's a must win type of uh, situation. Uh, not because they they can't recover from the loss. I think the three prior losses that they were on that three game slide. I think those three losses and another loss last night would have been a little bit of a demoralizing situation for them because everything you know it works coach des talks about it all the time this works this works we know it works we're going to stick to the process uh, of what we do we know we can succeed with what we have and so i i i i feel like that game was was one of these hey we have to win the contest uh, so that uh, the players see, hey, what we're preaching is really working, and, and I think that was it's huge. What a big win it was! I mean, a lot of great football. And Ben Woolridge, I, look, I don't know, like I know Chandler Fields, Ben Woolridge. They were one one A going, you know, going into the season. Just the way he commanded the offense. And the way he was confident in his throws, and and look that that Marshall team, that Marshall team's not a bad football team, right? That's the team that beat Notre Dame earlier this year. So I, I just like the way Ben commanded the offense. I was thoroughly impressed, and we had a chance to talk to him out last night after the game, and he he exudes a, a bit of confidence that you want your quarterback to have, and it, it's it's not, and he's humble. But confident, and, and that's that's a that's an amazing trait to have as a quarterback. You have to be that kind of uh, you know you're focused in enough to to know that you're good enough to do the job, but then not not cocky enough to to be like hey, nobody else is better than me. And I love quarterbacks like that because he was he. I mean, I asked him about Kenny Almendares and and the kicking game. What a what a job by Kenny, by the way. Three for three as long as fifty two yards. And <laughs> Coach Des said on the sideline, he said, "You're gonna make? Can you make it?" And he goes, "Yes, sir, Coach. Absolutely. I mean, what else are you gonna say as the kicker? You know, that's your job is to go out and kick. And yeah, 51 was his career long up to that point. Kicks a 52 yarder uh, to get to help the uh, the Cajuns uh, in that victory, 23 uh, 13." The Cajuns beat Marshall last night in a game that was the only game in town. It was on ESPN2. Uh, so if you liked college football or you wanted to watch college football last night, that was the game for you. I know the baseball playoffs are going on as well. The Astros, uh, what, they play in 2.30 today. And uh, it'll be right here, right? We got, we'll got we have it right here on the game. Yep, 2.37 exactly. Uh, 2.37, yes. Got <laughs> that's funny <laughs> right 237 so uh yeah we'll have that uh for you here on the game as well later on this afternoon um but the astros going for that what what i mean i i don't know what kevin talked about when, after that happened but i'm just like that was unbelievable I, I was like i was on the set and i look over and i see all right you have a monitor in the in the studio at 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 KLFY, and I was I was I was in the uh, studio, and I'm looking over, and I'm like, "Did it? Is it over yet? Is it over?" And sure enough, man, I was like, "He uh, Jordan walks up to the plate, and I'm like, man, oh man, the, what a what a that was there. I call it the big poppy moment. That's that that was that was the Astros' big poppy moment. So 
uh, you know, Big Poppy, obviously from the Red Sox, and uh, you know, just he he was unbelievable. Uh, I think it was '04, if I can remember correctly. Uh, dang, it seems like golly, time flies. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Jordan with the with a three run jack uh, to to give the Astros that one zero lead, and uh, that's gonna be that, that's gonna be uh, that's a fun little little series. I think uh, mm-hmm. I like I like the way the Astros are are playing. I know you're mar- you know I took my son to to the to a game couple week couple uh i don't know during for his birthday in september and uh it was they played the mariners and uh verlander was on fire that day uh, he i think he went like eight innings and or seven eight innings whatever they took him out and standing oh is it was are you really a mariners fan that's what i yes. want to know like like how like yes uh, like, like my hand is probably are you like, like madeline still remember madeline madeline adams used to work yes. with me she now works at fox 8 mm-hmm. new orleans so mad so madeline picked it like at the beginning of the the in uh, the major league season la- uh last year she just picked a team like she's like ah eh, okay i'll pick the phillies so she started pulling for the phillies i actually mean to text her and ask her if she's still a phillies fan because they had a couple of lsu kids on there guys on there and so she was she was all about that but like like are you a mariners fan because like you pulled for him when you were a little younger because of ken griffey or like I mean, you're not as young as old as I am, but like I'm thinking, A Rod. I'm so old. A Rod was on the Mariners. That's how yeah. old I am. You know? No, I. So before now, like before this job, I kind of I knew about sports. I watched it kind of time, but like I said, that even said he was like before when you were younger. It was always you know Colton went to to go and talk about sports, and you were kind of doing other things. But now like I'm all into sports. My brother's not really into it as much as me. So like we're talking about. You know how he went to high school with Allen Iverson, and he was like, <laughs> he knew Aaron, somebody else. So I became a Mariners fan this season. I actually went and I was like, you know what? I'm in sports. I feel like I need a team. I know I'm, you know, I'm a Saints fan. I don't really care for basketball, so that ain't happening. I'm not picking a team for that. But now I was like, you know, I need a baseball team. Like, well, I can't pick the Braves because you know Ray's a Braves fan. I can't pick the Astros because Foot's an Astros fan. I was like, I gotta find another team. So. I went broadband, and one guy on our listenership, JBK at the OD, said, you know that the Mariners color has, has teal in it? And I was like, yep, done. <laughs> Favorite color is teal. Sticking with it. I actually – Going with teal. The day I announced that that was going to be my Major League Baseball team was the same day that Julio Rodriguez signed the paperwork to join the Major League Baseball team for the Mariners. There you go. <laughs> so, so well, one see, of the same with my friend. So, see, see, it's kind of similar to what Madeline did. She just kind of picked a team. Now, I like – I. Look, so you're not really a fan. Like, I mean, like, if they lost, you, would, you wouldn't, like, be, oh, my God. Like – I'm so like, gonna be I'm gonna be very upset that we lose. Kevin is a fan of the Astros. That's yeah. being a like that dude. Like he is a fan. Yeah, my fandom's I, not there yet. I think come next season and you know a couple seasons from now, I'll probably become like but like say is times, a fan. How many? See, my proximity. See, I was always I've always been a Cubs fan. All right, mm-hmm. so I like I love the Cubs. I liked watching the Red Sox. I was a Roger Clemens fan. I loved Roger Clemens growing up. He was playing with, but I don't like Roger Clemens when he went to the Yankees. I liked him when he was at with the Red Sox, and so I, I, I had you know I've met Roger Clemens. Guy was as down to earth as you could be uh, for for a superstar like that. At this point, I mean, we were we were watching his son's football game, but so maybe that's why he was chill. But um, but yes, I, I just. 
like so Boston, I, I always pull for the Red Sox. I, my, I, I said, okay, American League, National League, you can have one team in each. So that's what I did. And so I would always watch the Cubs. And so I became a Cubs fan, huge Cubs fan, still love the Cubs. But I can't I can't go to a Cubs game. Like, you know, it's not, it's not feasible. Like, I can't drive to Chicago yeah. on a Saturday afternoon and drive back. I can do that for the Astros, right? I mean, that that's, that's actually not a bad little drive yeah. from here. So – I, I think proximity uh, allows your fandom a little bit. I mean, that's kind of changed with the, the way sports is now because everything's on TV. But if you want the game day experience, you know, you, you pick a pick a, a, a place you are regionally uh, attached to. And uh, and so I kind of I kind of pull for the Astros a little bit now because I, I, I like being able to follow them they have a they have a guy who we covered in high, in college and Alex Bregman you know so there there's a connection there a little bit Jose Altuve is a is a is a one of these guys that you know nobody said would make it and the guy's just continues to be a baseball giant um and so I, I like I like watching the Astros I it, I've never not liked watching the Astros I just always picked the Cubs because Ryan Sandberg was my favorite player and uh so anyway so like when you pick a pick a team to choose for like Seattle is like like oh let me pick uh Saskatchewan Rough Riders that's my favorite team (laughs) all right yeah let's go with it (laughs) yeah I mean like yeah I mean mean, yeah the way I picked it is kind of like a okay yeah it's I guess that's like a woman's thought like "Mm, baseball Teal's favorite color. Yep, that's it. That's the uniform I want. That's what I'm going for. Teal. But like, like, you know, pinstripes look good too. Like, those yes. Cubs, the Cubs look good in pinstripes. But so, I, yeah, I picked them away, which everyone's like, you know, I really feel great about you. You know, I have, you know, support of you because you didn't pick the bandwagon fan. You did become a bandwagon of the Yankees or the Braves, you know, people that have won multiple championships. Like, yeah, I know all that. But like, <laughs> I, yeah, I won't be upset as Footwell. Footwell, I think, won't be as upset, I think, if he were to lose this series to us. Because he knows that we, I mean, they've had our number, as he said, but they didn't win the season series until the last two series of the season. Right. The rest of it, we were reading the whole time. So I like, I know I won't be as upset as most Astros fans will because all of these games now are all on yet for us. Our goal was to get to the playoffs. We did that. We now we won a wild card series. We've done that. So everything else is all on yet. It's extra. Yeah, because we're, we're a young core team, we're going to get better next. Year. I, I I get you. Well, that it, it's just interesting how people uh, decide to be fans of whatever. Because <laughs> a lot of people do just pick. Like I can't stand cowboy fans because they just pick the Cowboys. Like if you live in Louisiana, minus Shreveport, because that's really Texas. Um, why why are you not a Saints fan? Like I don't understand that. I I don't care if you live anywhere south of. You know Shreveport, you should be a, a Saints fan. I I don't understand. Shreveport's basically like what an hour and a half or two hours or whatever from Dallas. Yeah. So it's like I, I get it. There's a but other than that, there's no reason to be a Cowboys fan if you live in Lafayette. None. No. None. I mean, I grew up being a Saints fan. That's coming back from being in Slidell and then going to Connecticut and Georgia. I was like, no, I'm still a Saints fan. Saints fan. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. look. I, I I don't understand that. I never will. But uh, I know there's a lot of cowboy fans around here, and uh, 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 it, it bothers me to no end that the cowboy like you can put. The, the, I mean, 
they can just like uh, like um, uh, let's just throw somebody out there. Ezekiel Elliott can stub his toe, and that'll lead you know national sports re- uh, talk. It's it's yeah. like it's ridiculous. Who cares? He played, you know, he stubbed his toe. Big deal. Okay. Go to Tony Pollard. Big deal. You know, it's not. Like, yeah. Like my, I, my, my first Jersey for the NFL at all was a Deuce McAllister Jersey. Deuce. That's my guy. Um, <laughs> good stuff. All right. So we're going to have a good show. We're going to talk and we'll talk about it. We, uh, we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about as well. Uh, when you, when you call the, uh, the hotline here at uh, 706-0111. We're looking forward to chatting with you guys uh, over the next, uh, what, hour and a half, two hours uh, as we as we roll through here on uh, on Footnotes. And, of course, we'll have Luke Johnson. We'll have uh, Trev Falk. We'll have uh, the guru talking. I, I can't wait to talk. I'm really excited about talking fantasy football with him. I, like, he, he – he, I, I, he he uh he's he's a fun guy to talk to, uh, and then uh, Dane Chaponche uh, will wrap things up in the the bottom of the ten o'clock hour. So we'll we'll get we'll get you set for the high school football. There's a lot of high school football games tonight. Um, the none none bigger than the LCA uh, hosting uh, Turlings contest, and uh, we're gonna have the coaches on for you. They'll chat with us coming up uh, in a little bit uh, here. So don't go anywhere. I'm George. I'm uh, in for Kevin as uh, he makes his way back from. Uh, Huntington, West Virginia, where he was last night watching the Cajuns get the victory. We'll talk more about that as well. And uh, we'll take your phone calls here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. We're back after this. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Your home for the LSU Tigers in Southwest Louisiana. Hi, welcome back in to Footnotes. I'm George Faust. In for Kevin as Kevin makes his way back from Huntington, West Virginia, uh, the site of um, last night's win for the Cajuns over Marshall. Um, a big win for them. And uh, look, the Saints uh, as well, talking about wins, got, got a nice win uh, over the last Sunday. Now they welcome in the AFC champs, defending AFC champs this week. And uh, we're lucky enough to have Luke Johnson with us. Uh, Luke, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. Hey, George, I'm doing great, man. Long time no no talk. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I know. Sure enough, uh, it's it's funny because you know you, you get bogged down, and you you know how it goes. You worked over here for a little bit, and you kind of get in, uh, wrapped up in the Cajuns and kind of forget everything else that's happening for a second or two. But uh, uh, we're glad you're going to be able to spend some time with us here. Uh, obviously, uh, you do it every week with uh, Kevin and. Uh, uh, just let, let, let's start here uh, because I think the, the biggest story out of last week's game for the Saints was was the fact that Taysom Hill was unbelievable. Had the, what, his game of his career, right? I mean, that, that was an unbelievable perform- performance from him. Yeah, uh, yeah, I went and looked it up yesterday. There's, uh, there have been two players in, in professional football history. This is like going back to even the AFL who have ever rushed for 100 yards, thrown for a touchdown. Pass and had at least 60 yards of kick return yardage in a game. Uh, and Taysom Hill was the first one since 1960 to do it. Wow. Uh, he had the three touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns in there as well. He's the only player ever to do that in one game. So, uh, yeah, he had an awesome game. Uh, yeah, that's this is this is like peak Taysom Hill, right? This is this is kind of what everybody was hoping to see 
uh, for the last you know several years that are just like this guy can do so much so many things and you know the, a lot of really good games where he's done a lot of stuff and you know a lot of things where it's just like you know you, you look up the numbers he's a player ever to throw for 50 yards and run for you know 120 and you know have a touchdown on each of them yeah what, whatever the case may be but like um you know the, the thing that was special about Sunday was just that you know they absolutely tied themselves to him you know and they were like yeah. uh, go win this this game and everybody in the building knew what was happening when he was going in the game and it didn't matter um, and when he's like, man, I, I just, I don't think there's a more fun player in the NFL. I really don't. Uh, he's, he's just so entertaining. Um, you know, I, obviously he's got his flaws as a player. You know, people love pointing those out for some reason. Um, but I really wish people would just appreciate him for what he is. Cause he's truly special and unique. Yeah, absolutely. So I, moving forward though, how does this change the, his role? Does it, does it change or, or is our, our perception of him going to change, but his role will stay pretty much the same. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's going to still be on a week by week basis. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be able to do that against everybody. Right. Um, yeah. They identified something in the Seattle defense that they thought would, would be you know, where this would work. It's very much the same as, as Atlanta, you know, Taysom has huge games against Atlanta throughout his career. There's something Atlanta does defensively that works very well with Taysom Hill. Um, and, you know, the Saints saw that, and they, they decided to make him a big part of the game plan. And, and, you know, it was probably an even bigger part as he went in there and had success. Um, but I, I just think it would be unrealistic to expect Taysom to to have such a big role moving forward. You know, you, you know I, th- I think he still only played, like, something like 22 or 23 offensive snaps mm-hmm. in that game um, out of 73. You know, he's, he's, he's only playing, like, like a, a – a third of of uh, the offensive snaps out there, and he's having a huge game. So um, we'll see. I, I mean, I, I think I think they should entertain the idea of of getting him more involved because yeah, I, I think obviously he's he's a really special football player. Um, but I, I don't necessarily think it's going to be a, a case where he's getting you know twelve to fifteen touches a game. Now I, I know Jameis practiced yesterday. I believe is that correct? Uh, yeah, I, that is correct. Yeah, so is he gonna? Do we know if he's gonna kind of play, or or is he just practicing, and then we're gonna st- they're gonna stick with uh, Andy Dalton uh, and, and go with the the is Jameis full back? I guess you know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I I, I don't think he's full back yet, um, and I, I would not be surprised if uh, they give him a week. This week, back in practice. Remember, they have a short week next week, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I would not be surprised if they give him this week back in practice, just to allow him to get his, his timing back, his rhythm back, um, get back out there with his teammates. But you know, just have him be like, have him maybe dress out in like an emergency scenario this right. weekend, right. Um, and and give this game to Andy Dalton again. Um, you know, obviously, we'll see as the week progresses. Look, I think Jameis is is their starting quarterback. Whenever he's healthy, but I think they're they're you know after pretty disastrous results, seeing him out there when he's not healthy, I think they're like okay, like get fully healthy before we rush you back out there, because um, Andy Dalton clearly can do the job. Um, you know he, he's he's a very very capable backup quarterback. Um, there's absolutely no sense in, in getting Jameis out there back out there before he's he's 100 percent healthy, ready to go. Um, because they're they're going to need him down the stretch, I think. 
Luke, let me ask you this because I think when people look at it, you know, they're all they're watching Andy Dalton and they're like, man, this guy, he's actually, you know, doing a good job. Like he's better than Jameis when he's out there. And but for for it, it Jameis is the better talent, right? I mean, the, his his hundred percent is better than Dalton's hundred percent, correct? And that's why he he will continue to be the one. Is that uh, yeah? So what? so here's here's the way I look at it, right? The, the Saints have seen what J, what Andy Dalton can do, and Andy Dalton is basically playing like in, in his two starts this this past uh, these past two starts, he's basically played the same game that that Jameis played last year, right? Where they're like, right. okay, go in there, don't screw it up, run the offense, be efficient, uh, and we're gonna bail you out with good defense and. Uh, and a really great running game, right? And right. they've had two out of those three these last two weeks, which is why they went one-on-one. One. I don't think their defense has played very well. Um, so they know the floor there with Andy is very high. It's just they also know that like, if they get into, like, if they get into a game, you know, you know, let's say later on this year when they play um, you know, the Baltimore Ravens, who have a very good offense and, you know, and an offense that, it probably is going to fare very well against the Saints defense because they've had a hard time containing mobile quarterbacks. Um, they're going to need to score points in that game. And yeah, I know Andy Dalton just had an offense that put up 39 points this past week, um, but I don't I don't know if you can count on him to be that kind of guy who's going to be you know winning you a shootout. I think they need they need the dynamism that Jameis brings. But the problem then becomes if Jameis is fully healthy. And then he goes back out there and he struggles with the exact same things he was struggling with when he wasn't healthy, which was turnovers, mm-hmm. net plays like sacks, missing open receivers. Uh, you know, if, if he's not playing an efficient brand of football when he's healthy and comes back in, uh, then, yeah, I think you can say, look, we know we know what we got with Andy Dalton. We can turn to him. Right. But I think you got to give Jameis the I think you got to give him the opportunity to show what he can do when he's fully healthy because he clearly he clearly was not in those last two starts that he had and it really impacted his performance um and i think you know if if he is what we all think he can be when he's healthy i think better version of what they have right now and so this sunday obviously we have the Bengals coming in as uh you know the return of joe burrow to the site of his greatest triumph uh, even though it was in college, and and uh, just I, I, I'm anxious to see what you think of this game because uh, the Bengals are kind of you know they're not sputtering, but you know it's everybody expected them to be world beaters, and it doesn't seem like that's the case at this point in time. But uh, but it's definitely a matchup that that that's intriguing, right? Yeah, for sure. And, and yeah, I think these are both teams that have kind of uh, flown below their expectations coming into the season. Right for for different reasons, um, you know I think people expected a lot more out of this Bengals offense um, that's kind of just been been sputtering through these first five games. Um, I think you know the same thing kind of goes for the Saints. Um, so uh, the Saints have had a bunch of injuries, and the Bengals haven't. They just say I think they haven't played up to up to their ability yet. Um, so I'm I'm really interested to see this past this, this next game because. Especially if the Saints are still dealing with some injuries in their secondary, I think there's a pretty good chance that Marcus May plays this week for the first time since week two. Um, But, I I mean, we saw last week, uh, you know, with with 
basically on their third string free safety back there, it wasn't pretty. You know, they gave up a lot of deep plays over the top in the secondary. They had some tackling issues. Um, I, I, you know, Cincinnati hasn't exactly been this explosive offense this year, but I, we've seen them in the past be very explosive. Um, you know, if Marshawn Lattimore can't go this week, he, he missed practice yesterday with the abdominal injury he had in the, the Seattle game. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's a pretty tough task against uh, Jamar Chase, who's a very physical, fast receiver, the, the type of receivers that Marshawn excels against. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's a big loss for the Saints if he can't play. Um, yeah, they might have to go out and score points this week because you know Cincinnati might be able to hit them on some some plays over the top. Yeah, the, um, the yeah Saint, I think it's a really really interesting matchup. The Saints are famous for making bad quarterbacks look good. Imagine what a good quarterback could do. <laughs> it's 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 a lifelong uh, dilemma that you deal with when you pull for the Saints. They, they they seem to make horrible quarterbacks look great, and then even greater quarterbacks look that much better uh just just in my personal experience you know what i mean um well luke thanks so much anything else you wanted to add that i didn't get to that you you think is is worthy um no you know you know i think just one of the things i'm really interested in seeing this week is you know if andy dalton gets a start look he he spent nine years as the franchise quarterback in cincinnati i think this is going to be his first time going up against his old team and um, I'm just really interested to see what his uh, his reception is there um, if he starts this week, like I'm kind of expecting. Right. Um, and yeah, you know, I think that's a it's a pretty cool thing for him to, you know, yeah. have that big experience in Cincinnati and get a chance to, to kind of go up against his old team when when he's in this kind of different phase of his career. Good stuff, Luke Johnson. Thanks so much for the time, man. Appreciate it. Good to, good to talk to you. Uh, we'll have to uh, if I ever come come down to New Orleans, we'll we'll have to cross paths and and chat, whether it's in a press box or not. <laughs> yes, that sounds good to me, George. And I'm sure I'll be back in Lafayette getting a pop boy sometime. Oh, Here nice. Soon, so. Good stuff. Good All stuff. Right, Thank you, Luke. Uh, that's Luke yep. Johnson uh, there talking uh, everything Saints with us. I uh, appreciate him uh, spending some time with us. We're going to take a break. We'll be back, and uh, we'll switch gears to high school football as Trev Falk, the head football coach at Lafayette Christian Academy, will join us and uh, help us preview at big matchup with the Turlings Catholic Rebels, an undefeated Rebels team uh, that uh, goes into Knights Field to take on uh, LCA. We'll do that when we return here on Footnotes. I'm George Faust in for Kevin. You're listening to The Game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Great news, my sports-loving friend. No more aimlessly searching for sports talk love by swiping left or right. That's because you've already found the perfect match. For Sports Talk Love, that is... I'm ready for love. Now, back to the only lover you'll ever need. The game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, welcome back. Hey, uh, time for you to warm up your dancing legs for the official run and duathlon of Festival Acadian Anti-Creole. Uh, race through Lafayette's historic district and end up on, at Girard Park for Festival Acadians and Creole on Sunday, October 16th. Compete in the 5K or 10K run, paddle, run in the duathlon. Uh, that's or that. You can do that or 
5K or 10K or the uh, duathlon. Take part in the events, help support local parks, community projects, and the festival that you love. Volunteer, register at latrail.org. That's latrail.org. Welcome back to Footnotes. George Faust in for Kevin this morning. Hope you're having a great Thursday. We've got a lot. I mean, the hits just keep on coming. Look, that's going to be like tonight at the Reba concert. The hits will just keep on coming. What? What? Hannah's laughing at me. Come on. Reba McIntyre saw her in college when I was in college. Unbelievable show. She changed 11 times. 11 times. And I know we we're here at a radio station. I can't find a ticket in here in this. I, I searched through the halls looking for like four tickets to Reba McIntyre tonight. I can't find any. We're in a radio station. There's a country station right across the hall. 1071. It's right across the hall. I can't find back there. It's back there. Okay. Well, it's still across the hall. And so, yeah, I, I so Reba, I know you're in your trailer right now. You're in your bus. You're chilling, probably, you know, just relaxing. I just want you to know that when I was in college, my sophomore year, my uncle had a had a uh, he he worked at a Dodge's stores. It was like a convenience store type thing in the chain through the mid south, and he was uh, they had a promotion, and he um the they had with Reba McIntyre. So they had in all their stores, they had life-size Reba McIntyre um, cardboard cutouts. And so I I was like, man, that's pretty cool. So when the promotion was over, he he goes, George, come here, come see, come over to the house, whatever here. He he gives me the life-size cardboard cutout of Reba McIntyre. And I had it in my dorm room for like, uh, well, the whole year, that that whole year, and then I brought it with me uh, when I moved into the in, into the next year. I moved into a house, but uh, yeah. So I have a, a somewhere in my possession, I have a life size Reba McIntyre cardboard cutout. Um, so yeah, she eleven times she changed. We were actually doing uh, for our wedding. I'm gonna do like a how long you've been married type dance sure to where and being the lo- oldest couple that's been married oh, will yeah, be yeah. at the front and doing to somebody's chelsea which is her song oh okay so yeah no worries no worries. i do love reba just like she's trying to run right. and trying to find my, tickets my, <laughs> my wife's favorite song is fancy i mean her and her best friend used to sing it all like i have there's a, i think there's a video i've saw i saw a long long time ago of my wife my 15 year old uh uh th- my wife when she was 15 years old uh singing that song is anyway it's reba reba's tonight at the cajun dome so uh make make plans accordingly uh it is what it is all right but what i was getting at is that the hits keep on coming and it's also a big night of high school football and we've we're gonna we're gonna kind of preview the biggest matchup and that is the lca knights hosting Turlings Catholic and uh, Coach Trev Falk is kind enough to join us. And Coach, thanks so much uh, for uh, for joining us. Uh, how are you doing this morning? Good morning. I'm doing well. Uh, doing well. Glad to be with you. How are you? I, I can't complain, Coach. It's a it's a it's a great Thursday. We got footballs back uh, for the week, and uh, looking forward to it. Uh, Coach, let, let's start with this. Uh, obviously, Turlings having one of their better years. They're, they're undefeated right now, uh, and. Uh, it's a it's a it's an interesting dynamic because now this is a district matchup for you guys. Uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, 
first off facing this Turlings team and and what you're what you're gonna uh, what you see from them uh, thus far this season. Yes, sir. Uh, we're excited about the opportunity to face a really good Turlings uh, football team. Uh, they're playing really well. Uh, they're beating some really good teams, and um, they're they're really good in all three phases of the game. Um, I, I know their offense gets a lot of the headlines, and rightfully so, with as explosive as, as they've been. And, uh, they have some really good playmakers, good scheme on that side, but their defense has played uh, really well um, as well. And they, uh, special teams are good. Uh, their kicker was three for three last week on field goals, and they had a couple big returns to set up some other scores. So it'll be uh, it'll be quite a challenge against a really good football team, and we're, we're looking forward to to matching them and, and seeing where we are at this point in the season. Absolutely, and this is the first year you guys are playing kind of this foray, right? So, uh, how how do you think it's 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 going so far? Do you, do you guys? Uh, uh, I mean, not that y'all can compete. I mean, there's no doubt about that. You have the talent, you have the 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 chops to to be able to do that. I just is it what you expected? I guess uh, with regards to uh, playing in the in the foray classification. So far, so good. I mean, we've, we've had a, a challenging schedule. We've challenged ourselves with the schedule uh, that we played so far. Our kids have responded really well. Um, I feel like, uh, our, well, at least I'm hoping that our best football is still ahead of us. Uh, we've done some really good things so far, and I, I believe that we still have some room to grow. So uh, we'll learn a lot more about ourselves uh, throughout the next four weeks, and hopefully I'll be able to build some momentum heading into the playoffs. When you when you uh, make a game plan, what what do you think is? I, I know you were a defensive guy, right? I mean, you play defense, uh, and, and so is it is defense more important or is offense more important when you're kind of game planning, uh, or does it depend on the opponent? Well, I mean, really, we we want to be good in all phases of the game. To be <laughs> sure. perfectly honest with you, and sure. so um, it, it's all important, and we, we want to try to play. Uh, complimentary football um, as well as we can. I think depending on the leader of the program, there there tends to be uh, more emphasis on one area or another, whether that's running the football, controlling the clock, being good on defense and special teams, and having a little bit more emphasis there, or some you know place more emphasis on trying to score a bunch of points and you know just being solid and they kind of distribute their playmakers and some of their their athletes that way. So I think it, it's kind of a uh, depending on the overall philosophy of the head coach and the leader of the program. Absolutely. So when you look at your, your team, uh, what has been working well for you? Uh, obviously, I know Juwan Johnson's kind of putting up some nice numbers for you. Uh, is he the, 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 the guy, the on-field leader that you ho- hope and expect him to be when he's out there? Yes, sir, definitely, definitely. He's grown a lot um, in that area in terms of being a leader, in terms of, of positively affecting uh, the performance and the, the, the attitudes of his teammates. And obviously when you've played as well as he has, uh, you, you kind of earn uh, some influence uh, with your teammates. But he's done a tremendous job there. It's all a lot of the intangible things that you can't necessarily measure in stats uh, or some of the areas that he's grown and his understanding of, of the offense and what we're doing. And uh, really just being someone that, uh, that the other guys gravitate to and just having that consistency from him, knowing that each and every day he's going to bring it. And so uh, we have a lot of peace of mind with him taking the snap and touching the ball towards every play. 
Now, I know over there at LCA, you guys do a phenomenal job of creating a great atmosphere for high school football. Uh, it, you see it every Friday night, and tonight it'll probably be the same way. Uh, talk about putting your kids in that environment to kind of make that the norm uh, be, so that they they don't go into something and, and when they maybe travel to a big school and there's other other you know the the teams against you just that big game atmosphere that you guys create and 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 how that kind of prepares your guys for whatever's whatever happens you can handle it you understand what i'm saying yes sir yes sir i definitely understand and i I think it's a a couple of things that that we try to do we really view uh each week as a big game every game is a big game and and football we get to play once a week so we want to make sure that we're giving our opponent our full attention and, um, you know, uh, Pastor Jay and, and LCA and kind of some of the people that handle the game, the atmosphere and, and all of those things, they do a really good job of doing that and uh, provide the excitement, I guess, and some of the exterior juice uh, to match up regardless each and every week of, uh, of who we're playing. And then also on the second part, uh, scheduling. So going into some of the environments that we've been in, uh, this year and, and even in the past have uh, have prepared our guys for to play against really good competition like we'll see um, in, in facing a really good Turlings team tonight. And so just kind of um, approaching each game the same way and also putting them in a situation where you're going and facing really good competition. Uh, I believe those two things have helped us over the years. All right, the final question for me, Coach. Uh, for, for the Knights to win tonight, what has to be done in your eyes, to make that to make that uh, a reality, a couple of things. I, I'll give you uh, really something in, on in each phase. Sure. Uh, number one, uh, defensively, we have to uh, limit their explosive plays. Um, it seems like every every game they have a 60, 70, 80, you know, yard or multiple of those, <laughs> uh, you know, ninety yards, uh, you know, touchdown. And so uh, we really have to do a good job of tackling, lining up, communicating well, making them. Uh, drive the field and, and earn first downs and not giving up the big chunk play. So uh, that'll be number one. Number two, uh, we have to do a good job of taking care of the football offensively and creating explosive plays um, for ourselves. You know, not not taking what they give us, but also being able to capitalize when we get down in scoring areas and scoring situations and making those count. Uh, and then third, uh, like I kind of talked about before, they're really good on special teams. And so we have to win the hidden yardage battle, um, not giving up big returns, creating big returns on our side. And so we, we just really have to be sound and, and play really well in all three phases because those guys are really good in all three phases. Coach Trev Falk of LCA, thanks so much, Coach. I'll be out there tonight. I'm going live out there, so uh, I'll see you out there. And I uh, hope uh, uh, you guys play well and, and have a great, uh, great night. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate uh, you having me. Yeah, no problem. Coach Trev Falk there from the LCA Knights. Appreciate him popping on with us and, and chatting a little football ahead of uh, one of the biggest games of the year, uh, Turlings taking on LCA. And it's uh, a 4A district matchup. So uh, going to be uh, – that's a – a big, a big night for uh, high school football. As uh, Thursday and Friday, we've got games uh, that are that are worth uh, worth your your knowledge, and uh, we'll uh, 
We'll keep talking about it. We have Dane Chaponche going to join us at 1035 a little bit later on in this show here on Footnotes. I'm George Faust in for Kevin Foote, and you are listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. We're back after this. All right, welcome back. Let me get my headset set up there. I'm sorry, Hannah. I was I was uh, texting Trev to say thanks for coming on. Um, yes, uh, I am George Faust. I am, and uh, <laughs> and I am in for Kevin today here on Footnotes. Hope you're having a great Thursday morning. Uh, we are rolling through this show, and, and you know it's funny uh, when when you um, when you set up a show. Sometimes you have guests, and you know it kind of makes it flow and then other times you don't have any guests and it's like all right where are my callers at and then then you're like and then other times it's like all right we got guests and then i need some more guests because there's so much happening in sports that we gotta load up and that those shows where you load up with guests man the show goes boom 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 it does like it's just it pops and moves and 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 you're twisting and turning and getting through. Uh, so we we were lucky enough in the first hour to have Luke Johnson join us. It's been a while since I talked to Luke, and uh, he used to work here in Lafayette, and then kind of made his way down I-10. And uh, we're uh, we're looking forward to. We were thank we were thankful that he he helped us out and and chatted with us. And then we had Trev Falk. And then the next hour we're gonna have the Guru talking fantasy football. And I, I'm excited. I, I love talking fantasy football and I, I just like spencer i like <laughs> i just i think he's he's an interesting guy um so we'll talk with him we'll talk about fantasy football and then we'll have dane chaponche the turlings catholic rebels head football coach to talk about the matchup with lca it's the biggest matchup of the night and uh we'll get you set for that coming up uh later this uh, 10 o'clock hour so uh looking forward to that uh, we're going to take a break We'll be back and uh, and we'll chat some more football. And if you can get a call in you know, real quick, we'll try and get you in. Uh, and of course, uh, whatever uh, else comes up, we'll we'll chat about. Uh, we'll be back uh, here on the game. I'm George Faust in for Kevin, and you're listening to Footnotes. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. All right, welcome back. George Faust in for Kevin Foote. Uh, before we get rolling, let me let me do one of these. Uh, which one do I want to do? This one. The Game the game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com can help you with your date night blues. That's because... Once you become a member of our, of our rewards club, you will have the opportunity to win excellent prizes like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse at Cypress Bayou or a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House or a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen. But you can only score these great prizes by becoming a member of the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. It's free. It's simple. So sign up today. All right. We are talking football. A lot of football talk on this Thursday morning. Um, 
Again, thanks to Luke Johnson, Trev Falk. Uh, those guys joined us uh, in the first hour. The second hour here, we're going to talk to the guru as we discuss some fantasy football. I really like taking fantasy football calls because I, I, you know, everybody likes to see what somebody else is doing. Who would you play in this and that and that? I don't know if we have time for that. Maybe at the end, if we have time for football, for fantasy football. But the fun, is, we'll see. We'll see how it rolls. If you call in while Spencer's on, I don't know. We'll maybe throw you on there, give it, or text in maybe, or uh, tweet us uh, at game underscore Louisiana. Uh, you can uh, tweet your uh, your fantasy football questions, and we'll try and uh, that that's probably the best way to do it because uh, then we can get to it when we get to it. Um, so if you do that, uh, we'll try and get your fantasy football questions a- asked and, and just say, uh, you know, uh, two, I got three running backs. I need to play two, you know. Uh, and, I, dude, my running back situation is horrendous. And so I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the league with you guys uh, with RP3. And, and I was doing good. I was doing all right. I was like uh, – but my, I, I, I didn't even know when the draft was. Like so, my t- the thing auto drafted for me. So my dang quarterbacks are Kirk Cousin and Ryan Tannehill. Like, I it's ridiculous. But in my other league uh, that I'm in, I, I I was I for I I'm the commissioner of my other league, and I forgot when the draft was. So I, like I'm mowing the grass and I get an alert, and I'm like, oh, so I'm picking my team while I'm mowing the grass. And I just I'm four and one in that league. I'm the I'm I'm the number one team in the league right now, um, but I, so drafting is is a is a is an a nuisance. Is a let me try that again. Drafting is a nuisance to me because I just want my team to be good, and I want to watch them develop through the year. And I don't like going to the waiver wire. I know you got to do it. You got to keep an eye on it. It's how you how it works. But it's annoying to have to sit there and like watch the way. Oh, like oh, look, uh, Cam Akers went down. Who's gonna play for Cam? Uh, like oh, you, you know, Eli Mitchell went down. Oh, who's gonna play? Dang, dude, it's, it's exhausting. But I love it too. So <laughs> oh yeah, I think I've only in the RP3 and Company League. I think I've dropped two. I think I dropped defense. And I got a kicker because and, my kicker came out and he's still out. The guy's now questionable. He just became questionable <laughs> after three weeks. I'm like, seriously, dude? What are you doing for me? Nothing. Let me, let me ask you this. What, what is the, app, the the sleeper app or whatever? What is that? <laughs> I've never seen that before. That's Matt first... and James said that they use it for other leagues. And so it's when we said we're doing fantasy, we're going to do it on that. It's very hard to see. There ha- there's probably settings on it. You can change it. I mean, I think like you can see like, it. Everything's in like, white. Like, it's very confusing because there's numbers all over the place, and you're trying. I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> it's, I I don't like it. Like, I mean, I, I don't. I, I hope y'all don't have a sponsorship with them or anything. Or, uh, nothing like that, hopefully. But, like, I, it's not my favorite. That, that, I, 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 I don't like know. The, I like the traditional, maybe Yahoo or ESPN. Yeah, or, we did. We yeah. did. You know, we did Yahoo last last Yahoo, season. I, I get and Yahoo. It's understandable. It's the guys clear. did. The guys did this. Uh, I didn't well, pick it. Yeah. I was the became. I'm now the commissioner of two different I mean, it's leagues. So it's so it's a little annoying. Like it's so jumbled. Like it's like like there's so many numbers. You don't know. I don't know if I'm putting the guy in or if I'm taking him out or like I don't know what's going on here. What's happening here? for crying out loud so uh, 
but anyway, that that sleeper. And so our, I'm not doing too bad in RP3's league. I'm not doing too bad. It's just I, 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 the guy that beat me, I, I don't even know who it was uh, this week. I was down. I was horrible. I was down. I was I had like 75 points. He's beat me like 146 to 75. But I didn't, I, I didn't even look at my roster until like Monday. And then I was like, oh, I got uh, – I have uh, Travis Kelsey and, and Jacobs uh, <laughs> on my team. Uh, so anyway, you played against Doc because actually he's like he's a doctor. Oh, is he? Yes. He, like if, if something happens and we get like some kind of injury by a player and we're like talking about it on air and we don't understand it, Doc will call him and be like, "This is what that is." Uh, and we'll go, oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. <laughs> have right. fun saving lives. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, let's go to the hotline, uh, game hotline, and uh, Jay. You're on with uh, George and Hannah here on uh, Footnotes. What's up? Um, Daniel Snyder, um, he made some comments recently, or, or allegedly, uh, there was a report coming out, or a report that already came out, basically saying that, you know, he's he's Teflon Don, you know, uh, or Teflon Dan. I can't, I can't be touched. You know, I know too much dirt on these owners. Also, I know too much dirt on Goodell. They can't F with me. Um uh, and then, what I want to know what Snyder knows, you know what I mean? I know I know we don't really talk about stuff like this on on the air, but every time I, the reason I say this, man, while I look at the Deshaun Watson situation, how many games he got, but yet you, these owners are getting away scot free with things. Uh, you see the situation in uh, Miami, uh, situation in um, Houston, and of course the situation in uh, D.C. I, I'd just like to get your comments, man, on what. I, of course, you don't know what he knows. But right, I don't. Yeah, you're right. Um, I, it, it's it's. He basically said the NFL is a mafia. Now think about those words, man. And right. I'm gonna hear. I'm gonna hang up and hear your thoughts. Okay, Thank Jay. You. Thanks so much for the call. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard to hard to decipher because in what if you look at the what the NBA was, uh, you know, they they had to kind of get rid of some of their owners for for uh you know insensitive and and uh comments and so you're right i mean it, it's 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 a fine line i i don't know exactly how how they go about handling that because roger goodell basically works for them works for those owners so it's hard for them to it, it's like a, a yin and yang that that they're only a part of it. It's 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 a very difficult situation, and I I'd be remiss if I if I tried to talk out of turn and say I knew more than I know. I, I just pulled up that article you're talking about. Uh, there, there's one. Uh, there's a couple of them actually, uh, and uh, yeah, apparently Daniel Schneider uh, says that you know he's he's got uh, uh, he's protected by the dirt he has on other owners and uh Roger Goodell but you know that stuff like here's the thing if somebody doesn't even care uh you know at the end if they're like all right you know what he's got dirt on me but you know what it's for the greater good sometimes that happens and then they they bring out you know whatever they go all right whatever may be may be and come back on me uh I don't care I'm gonna lay it all out there we need we need to get rid of this guy because he's not uh he's not what how we want our organization to be represented uh yeah I, I I'm not really sure yeah let's see I, I'm trying to kind of scan it as I, I'm talking here and uh it's definitely uh he says he has some dirt on uh owners 
uh, coaches, executives, and even his own employees, the stuff he's learned from other sources. And this is from NBC. Uh, I'm, I'm reading this uh, pro football talk, which is, uh, let's see, Mike Florio. Uh, he posted this. It's definitely a, uh, I mean, look, it's something they need to look into. I, I, I don't disagree with that, but uh, it's 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 a crazy uh, situation because it does look like he he feels like he has some dirt, and that's why he can't get uh, get get uh, uh, basically he's protected because of that. Uh, all right, um, let's get let's keep things rolling as we move on. Uh, look, we're gonna take a break. All right, and. Uh, and then we'll we'll come back and uh, we'll talk uh, talk some uh, fantasy football uh, as we roll on, uh, and uh, we'll see what happens with uh, with the fantasy football uh, as, as my team against uh, you know everybody else in the RP three league, and and I, I'm not really doing uh, a bang up job, but we'll see we'll get we'll see if Spencer can help me out. The guru joins us. When we return on footnotes on 103.7 The Game Lafayette and 104.1 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for LSU Tigers, the LSU Tigers, and the Houston Astros. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update, presented by Tibbs Trailers here on The Game. 103.7 Lafayette and 104.1 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Again, George Faust in for Kevin Foote. And before I forget, hey, the Sweet Dough Pie Festival is coming back and serving up a slice of history and deliciousness. Every year, pastry chefs and home cooks via, via, Vi, Vi, Vi is, uh, that's not, uh, okay, let me try that again. Every year, three, two, one. Every year, pastry chefs and home cooks vie to be crowned best in the sweet dough pie contest where the public is judged. And, of course, a large variety of pies are available for purchase. The Sweet Dough Pie Festival returns Saturday, October 29th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Grand Coteau's Town Park in Grand Coteau. For more information. Call 337-331-6352 or you visit the town of Grand Coteau's Facebook page. All right. We are rolling on a Thursday. Rolling. Did you like the way I had to I had to reset that? Uh, I, you take care of business, but you, but you still take care of it. That's going to be the most memorable read that they, they hear all day from me right there because I had to reset, and they're going to go, oh, Sweet Dough Festival. What's it called again? The Sweet Dough, uh, sweet dough Pie Fest. Sweet dough pie fest. I'm not really. I don't get that. Is it, is it just like, like sweet potatoes? Is it sweet potato pie? I don't know. Sweet potatoes are good though. There's no doubt about that. Um, yeah, that's that's good stuff. All right, uh, let's uh, let's do some things. What, what, what are we doing? Let's see. Uh, ten, oh, it's time to talk to the guru, right? I've been looking forward to this. Is, is, is Spencer? You there, Guru? What's up? Hey, how's it going, George? Hey, man. Look, ever since I talked to you the other day, what was that? The Florida State LSU game, right? Where we were, right, we, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were, we were, we were uh, hanging out. Uh, 
uh, in line re- waiting to get our, uh, our our food, right? I think that's what it was, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, so, yeah, I think it was the hot dogs. Yeah, well. the hot yeah. – uh, dude, let me tell you what. Those hot dogs are legit sometimes, though, man. It hits the spot. Oh, yeah, they were. They were. Yeah, I was there again Sunday for the Saints game, and, yeah, they had them again, and, yeah, they load them things up. Dude, well, it, it, yeah. look, I, look I, you can't go wrong with a good hot dog. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, so, look, let's, let's talk a little uh, football, man. So – Fantasy wise, I mean, this is this is interesting. Like I, I said, if you don't pay attention to your draft, you know, you, like I did in, in this league here that I'm in with RP3 and, and the crew, uh, I I I forgot. I, well, I didn't even know when the draft was. It just popped up. Like I just they just had it, and I, I forgot about. It. So for guys like that 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 missed their draft. Hi, I mean, my team's not bad though. I mean, it auto drafted, and, and I'm three and two. I think, but it's it's, right. I mean, it, it, I almost won last week because I had Kelsey and I had Jacobs. So I I mean, uh, that heck I was, I was pulling hard for them to just keep handing the ball to, uh, to Jacobs on that last drive. It didn't work out, but it's all good. Um, well, so this week, obviously some, are there some key matchups or, you know, uh, things that you, people should stay away from with regards to setting their lineups or anything? I mean, anything that pops out at you? Uh, let's see. As far as the matchups, you know, looking at the schedule here, this, this, this week looks like it's going to be a lot of low-scoring games, and this is also our first week of bye week. So it's, it's going to be a lot of, as a result, probably low-scoring fantasy matchups. So it's hard to say. One, I gotta say, stay away, stay away from tonight. The Bears commander. That's the the, the most <laughs> glaring stay away because there is hardly anything worth playing in fantasy tonight. Maybe Brian Robinson if you need a running back. I think he could make a big impact potentially, being that he's now back healthy. But that's, yeah, that's the one I'd probably stay away from. And then the one I'd target would obviously be the Bills and Chiefs, considering how explosive both offenses are. I, yeah, in my other league, I was four and zero heading into this past weekend, right? And I have Josh out. So my draft theory. Tell me if this is a good draft theory. What you think? I so you 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 pick a team that's re- like really good, right? Like this yeah. year, especially so regionally. You know, everybody wanted wants to draft Saints because that's where I am. Like the, my all, most of the guys are that are in our league. Or the people, because there's some girls in there. But the, most of the people that are in our league are Saints fans, so they all like, oh, I want you know Jameis, I want the, you know Drew Brees back when he played, you know. And they so they don't they don't expand their broad. I love that when they don't expand their broad view, because then I'm like, all right, who's the best team? The Chiefs and the Bills. That's, that's two good teams. So I'm gonna. I, so this year I decided I was going Bills heavy, and dude, I, it has paid off in a big way. Uh, you know, Allen's my quarterback. Um, I, I I got their tight end, but they, you know, whatever. He's 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 doing all right, I guess, but not not great. But um, some matchup. Some so so you're looking at uh, that Bills matchup. Uh, is there is there a is there a guy on the Bills besides the Allen that uh, that people need to kind of maybe put out there and and be like, all right, yeah, this is the guy who, uh, who should who should be playing this week. Yeah, I mean, obviously the the top two receivers should be started. I'd say uh, Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis, they're both pretty consistent. Well, Diggs, is, I mean, he's always consistent. He's elite. Or Davis has been up and down, but he's trending up now, so I'd say he's a, 
a good play. I and mean, if you're looking for a deep play, you know, a couple sneaky plays would be uh, Isaiah McKenzie for sure in a slot receiver. If he if he has like a two flex league or a 14 man league and a deeper dive kind of league where you need somebody, McKenzie clear concussion protocol and. It'll be a pretty good dart throw this week, considering they'll have him to be throwing a lot, and he's the number three option on a you know pass heavy team. And in the tight end, you had mentioned him, Dawson Knox, their tight end. Uh, he's had a rough start to the season, but I'm thinking he could bounce back this week as long if he can score a touchdown or two. You know, the tight end position isn't too hot right now. There's very few trustworthy options, so Knox might be worth a dart throw as well. Now, when when you look at uh, this this when you're picking picking guys, I mean, it's honestly, it's isn't it, isn't it just kind of a guess? So like, like I mean, look, I have, I'm going off of my team just because that nobody's texted me in or anything. And if Hannah, you want to join in and 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 ask me a a, a player or two that that you think maybe who should you start type of thing, that'd be fine. But like when you when you look at like putting putting one guy like Cam Akers has been the, an utter disappointment, right? I mean, this year. It, it, it's not even funny. Am I am I wrong yeah. in that so far? Yeah, Cam Akers is somebody that's like, I mean, you don't want to drop him from your team if you have him, but I'd suggest probably benching him because he's still not really broken away from Daryl Henderson. It's still in, it's been an ugly committee there for the Rams because their offense as a whole has been ugly outside of Cooper Cup. Nobody there has been reliable. Matthew Stafford stunk. Allen Robinson stunk. All their secondary options pretty bad over there. So, I mean, we have Cam Akers, you know, give him a few more weeks, see if the offense can pick back up. But until they show something, I'm not starting it. So, I like talking theory or philosophy with you because here's what I'm thinking. So, is it better – to play, so like, let's say you're playing the lot, like your quarterback's playing the Lions, but you got like, you know, a, a weak quarterback, or you got a running back who's playing the the Lions defense. It, it mm-hmm. is it smart to play the team, or do you just play the guy? You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the, uh, you, do you rather play the matchups or play the like the talent? Correct. What's your theory on that? Yeah, that's actually that's a really good question. That's the you know the the balancing act I find every week. A lot of times, and I do my weekly rankings is figuring out like like hmm, should I trust this guy even though he's got a bad matchup, but he's super talented, or do I go with this guy because he's yeah he might not be as talented, but he's got a cupcake matchup, so he just kind of got a way to risk reward like. An example of that this week is Ramondre Stevenson and Brees Hall. I feel like Brees Hall, the Jets rookie running back, is a little more talented overall than Ramondre Stevenson. But Stevenson, I feel, has a much better matchup. So for this week, I would rank Stevenson over Hall. But they're still pretty close. But it's just it's all a balancing act kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Who you think is going to put up more points? Absolutely. No, I I get it. I, I I. there's no science, right? I mean, there's no one way to do it because uh, some years you got you have a hodgepodge and you and you're you're a good team, and then other years it's like, man, there's no way this team can lose. How can this team lose? And then you just you you don't make it through. Um, look at tight end for me um, because is there is there some a play this week uh, in the tight end spot that that 
it kind of piques your interest? Yeah, there's a, yeah, the tight end position is pretty fickle. To where I honestly feel like if Taysom Hill is eligible at tight end in your league, like he, he's worth a pickup because of the way he's being used as basically a fullback in the Saints offense, like you know, the big back, he's getting he's getting carries. So where even though Kamara's the primary runner, Hill's getting enough usage and and, and those goal line touches. I, mean, I don't expect him to score four touchdowns again, but he's somebody that's very much involved in the offense and should probably be heavily involved again to where he's at the tight end spot. He doesn't really catch passes, but he puts up enough overall production to be worth a play. But if he's picked up, I know he got picked up in a lot of leagues. A couple of targets I've been going after. We know if I have like Waller, Hawkinson on bye weeks, it would be Evan Ingram with the Jags and Irv Smith with the Vikings. Yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah, it's funny because wasn't it last year that they, they had to create the Taysom rule or whatever that, where he was yeah, getting points yeah, as quarterback? Yeah, quarterback, they had to, like, make him only a quarterback instead of a tight yeah, end. You put, <laughs> you put him in a tight end and he scores 50 points because he's or 30 points because he's a quarterback and he's throwing the ball. It's like, what? That, that's crazy. Um, yeah. It, it's just interesting. So it, – let me ask you, with regards to fantasy, how, like obviously it's something that that like I I love it. Uh, you you obviously love it. it. What what is the attraction? I mean, do you think it, it, about you know just being able to kind of put a team together and, and see how they perform? Oh, it's, it's it's really fun for me. I have multiple teams. I'm actually up to I think like fifteen, sixteen teams. Wow. Like I, just, I just love. Putting, putting the lineups together, these different combinations of, you know, all-star skill players that you can assemble. And I just, you know, I enjoy the draft process. I study it all summer, trying to figure out who's going to put up more production, who's going to be better for the season, who could be worth, who might get off the hot start, could be worth trading. You know, I always look in the trade. Usually around this time is a good time to look to trade, being that we've got over a month's worth of data to analyze. So it's, it's fun, man. I really enjoy it. For anyone that, that that watches football, it's a must. And anyone, even for someone that isn't as much into football, I've known several people that weren't really watching football, but then they joined the fantasy league and now they're hooked. So, do you do baseball as well? Like, I mean, is that something that uh, is it piques your fancy too? Yeah, yeah, baseball and basketball I do here and there. Not as heavy, but I've actually, you know, basketball starting next week, so I'm going to have a draft probably this weekend. Uh, you know, getting it because I like keeping up with MLB and the NBA as well. You know, yeah, I like sure. you know, the Pels and then the Cardinals and the MLB. So it, it's cool to do fantasy for those two. I usually just do one or two leagues for baseball and basketball, but it, it's still fun to be involved a little bit because I've just I've just got so many irons in the fire with football. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so so uh, is there a takeaway from this week that we should kind of look at? Uh, when, when we're setting our lineups this week, is there is there uh, like your your tip of the week, so to speak, or anything that people should uh, maybe kind of focus in on? Uh, maybe a matchup that that you see that it might be uh, uh, help people out with their game with their uh, teams this week. Yeah, and another matchup like a low key kind of shootout could be the Cardinals and Seahawks. Uh, Feel like there's a lot of streamer value there. Like Geno Smith's still heavily slept on. If you need a quarterback, Geno Smith's a good streaming option. The Cardinals, you know, Eno Benjamin 
might be their starting running back, pick him up in case James Conner gets hurt uh, or ends up out. He's hurt as he ends up out, you know, pick up Benjamin. And then Rondell Moore, there's slot receivers emerging there in Arizona. And then the Seahawks, of course, have two elite wideouts in Metcalf and Lockett and also rookie running back Ken Walker. So there's a lot to like on both sides of the ball. There. I mean, both offenses, you know, neither defense is that good. So that should help the offenses put up points. Yeah, that's that old. Uh, do do you start him because he's playing a bad defense? That's that's my. That's, I, I think when I set my lineup, that's my biggest like confusion. So let me give you a, real quick because I, I, we're coming up against it here. But let me give you so like like just a like if would you play? Uh, I, I because I, I'm looking at my team here. Uh, like see Valdez Scantling, I have him in a flex. And he did all right for me last week, but he hasn't been productive. But, like, there, uh, so I have, like, uh, I got, like, uh, what, Chase Claypool or Cam Akers. Uh, like, I mean, of those three, I mean, that's a – Scantling's the one to one to play, right? Yeah, I'd say so because even though Scantling didn't get off to a great start, he's trending up. He seems to be – gaining Mahomes' trust and getting more targets. And he's yet to score a touchdown this season, and I feel like that's gonna, he's going to get one. Well, if they would throw the ball to somebody other than Travis Kelsey, I mean, for crying out loud. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, teams are going to – yeah, they're not going to be able to do that. Teams are just going to, you know, double, triple team Kelsey. Like the way they used to do Calvin Johnson. So, it's like, yeah, he, if, if somebody else is going to have to step up, and that very well could be MBS because he's starting to – it seems like he's kind of stepping into that Tyree Kill role, that field stretcher, with the rookie Sky Moore not really ready yet. Uh, I'd, yeah, I'd ride MVS while he's, you know, continuing to see targets. Good stuff. The guru. I always love. I always love when you and Kevin are chatting because I, man, I, I put it on. I listen to it. So uh, I appreciate yeah. you spending some time with me and uh, and uh, chatting about fantasy football. Anything else you wanted to add, man? That uh, you know, to give, give us one last word of wisdom. Oh shoot, man! Yeah, just just stay the course. You know, if you if you're you know in a tough spot in your league, you know, don't panic, don't make crazy moves or trades. Just just stay the course, and obviously look to make moves, but just try to be calculated with it. And if you're you know up front, don't force a trade, don't flex and be like, oh, I'm going to trade all my bench for <laughs> one player. You know, just just stay level headed, y'all. It's just a long way to go. So it's uh, yeah, it's been been fun, and yeah, I can't wait to. Keep doing it these uh, next few weeks. Yeah, it was fun doing it with you today, George. All right, man. Good talking to you. We'll uh, we'll chat at you later and uh, have a good one. Be uh, enjoy the football weekend as it rolls on here. That's uh, Spencer, uh, the guru, as we call him, uh, and uh, doing a great job with the fantasy football and uh, helping us kind of guide our teams because Lord knows. I need help when it comes to fantasy football. So thanks to the guru. We're going to take a break. We'll be back on the other side. We're going to talk uh, some high school football. Terling's Catholic head coach going to join us here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. We love talking about sports. Yeah. You love listening to sports. Yeah. Sounds like we were meant to be together, or at least friends with benefits. Aren't you glad you found us?
Back to more of the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, welcome back to the show. This just in. The Houston Astros open up postseason play against the Seattle Mariners, and you can listen to the matchup between the AL West rivals right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 League Charles. Astro launch starts at 207 today, and first pitch set for 237, not 235, 237. Don't forget to tune in today for the Mariners. At the Astros, here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. There you go. There you have it. That was just handed to me right here. See, it was hot off the press. Isn't it funny? How, why, why are you laughing at me? I, like, people can't see me. Well, they can't. They can see you. They're just all you see is your arm just straight out. I, I was, I was holding. Somebody was handing me the paper. Yeah. It was like this. They handed me the paper. Like I put my arm out. They handed me the paper. It's hot off the press. Hot off the press. Okay. Oh goodness gracious, goodness gracious. All right. As we say, football season is in full swing. Look, it's such a such a. You, you get so excited for football season. It comes, and then all of a sudden we're in the midst of it, right? We're, we're, it's hard to believe week seven is here, but that's the case in high school football. Tonight there's a host of games going on. Uh, Karen Crow and Como are playing as well tonight. Uh, there's some other games as well, but the, the game of the night has to be uh, Turlings Catholic taking on LCA. Uh, that's going to be at LCA, and uh, Coach Dane Chaponche for the Rebels joins us now here on the game hotline. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Good to talk to you. Uh, how, how's it going? It's going good, man. We fired up for the game tonight. Thank y'all for having me. Absolutely, Coach. And look, you guys have gotten to a point here, uh, you know, it's easy to kind of look back and go, all right, man, y'all are 6-0, and we're, we're, we're cruising here. But uh, here's the meat of the meat of the schedule, right? Y'all, y'all hit the gauntlet. If this was the 1930s Yankees, they call it, you know, it's murderer's row, right? I mean, this is, this is unbelievable, the next stretch you got. But uh, first things first, taking on LCA uh, tonight, um, just kind of give me the mindset of your team as, as you guys head into this matchup, which is it, it, you got to kind of dwindle it down to just, hey, it's us versus them. We're playing a game. Let's go do our job. Yeah, I think both teams are playing with a lot of confidence right now. I think both teams have played a really tough schedule. You know, uh, when you look at LCA and who they play, man, they, they really play some some big boys. You know, they start off the season scrimmaging against Zachary. And then they don't do themselves any favors from there on out, you know, in the, in the uh, non-district schedule. So I think both teams have played a really tough schedule. I think both teams play physical football. Uh, both teams have really good athletes, you know, and it should be a fun football game. It's, it's going to be the first ever meeting between the two schools. And, um, you know, they're just joining our district this year, moving up from 2A to play 4A ball, and uh, a lot of people really, you know, it generated a lot of excitement, those guys coming into the league. Thank God we, uh, thank God Karen Crow went to 5A, you know, <laughs> and at least we could kind of swap one for one, and, and we didn't have to add, just add them to the league we already had. But, um, you know, it's, it's really exciting for the community, and, 
you want to be involved in big games. You know, that's why you do this. Uh, it's not to, not to play in the to 45 nothing games, whichever way you come out of it. You know, you, you want to play in the big games where there's a lot on the line. And certainly whoever wins the game tonight probably will be in the, in the driver's seat uh, for a district championship, you know, and everybody knows that usually goes through St. Thomas more, but, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Well, all all the teams in this league are, are, are in this district are unbelievable. I mean, it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me at all if you saw two of these teams like back uh, Karen Crow and STM both won state championships in the same year. You know, um, I think uh, Notre Dame and Welsh did it one year where they're in the same district, but they both get to the state championships, win it uh, and win it. You know, so it's possible for that to happen as well. But when you, when you look, let, let's talk about this game specifically. Obviously, um, we talk about your offense and, and Preston Welsh has done a great job. You have uh, Kentrell Prejean, another guy who, who's just so fun and dynamic to watch. If you leave that guy in space, uh, just it's it's you know who knows what what'll happen. But um, talk about the defense though, because that seems to be the kind of the unsung part of your team uh, is, is the defensive side of the ball, and and you guys ha- have done a, a great job this season of uh, taking care of the jo- of the other team's offense with regards to that. Uh, can you talk about what what's made the defense kind of stand out? Yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost, I mean, it's a it's a it's an overall team defense attitude. You know, we don't have any uh, individual guys that on the defense that really you know try to go out there and do their thing. I think the biggest part of it is is the guys understanding how everything fits together, and and really buying in and and starting to understand how to defend offenses. Um, you know, the biggest deal is. Nowadays, when you when you try to put together a defense, it's so hard to do because there's so many different offensive styles and offensive uh, systems that you have to defend in a 10-game schedule. So you have to be really diverse and you have to be really able to be multiple with, with sub-packages and also with different uh, coverages and different fronts. Uh, and, and then the challenge becomes to try to simplify that for your team. Um, and I think that's what our defensive staff has done a really good job of. Is, is it's a lot of teaching and learning, and, and then it's a lot of simplification to try to get these guys to play as fast and physical as they can. And, and we've played against some really good teams. And, and I think anytime you play against really good teams, the Notre Dame, the St. Charles, Westgate, uh, those those type of teams make you better. You know, you can learn a lot from those games. Some what to do, some what to uh, what not to do. And so every time you pass through a week, you 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 can kind of take something from that and and get a little bit better as you go. Well, obviously LCA has a quarterback that uh, that is is very hard to contain. I've watched him a couple of times this year. He's just a a very dynamic guy. Is it? Do you have to change what you do to kind of contain him, or you you feel like what you guys do will give you the opportunity to to keep him uh, kind of under? control a little bit well i mean when you when you face a great player it's always tempting to want to change some things but i think that's probably usually the worst thing you can do mm-hmm. um the, the best thing you can do is ask your guys to do what they're comfortable doing and that's going to allow them to play the best that they can our guys i mean and you know you, you can't you can't move away from what you've been successful with uh 
you know, there's no doubt that that their LCA's quarterback is an unbelievable athlete. He's, you know, he's hard to tackle. I mean, uh, our, our guys got their work cut out for him. We understand that. We know that. And uh, we look forward to the challenge. You know, that's what makes high school football so fun is <laughs> you, you get to go see on the field. You, you don't have to wonder about it for too long. You get to go find out what it's all about. Absolutely. So, Coach, I think you guys have had, that I know of, what, three pass plays of more than, <laughs> like, 90 yards. Can, can, can we just get a little closer to, to the like, making a 50-yard touchdown pass <laughs> instead of, like, we can't be on the one and then just, I mean, what's up with that? How, how, well, what, what play are you, you dialing you up? up? You ain't got much to lose, you know? <laughs> uh, So you, you might as well come out, throw a little, you know, start swinging a little bit and then see what happens and, We've been we've been fortunate to connect a few on a few of those long ones. I think the weird part about it is that Preston's only thrown one of them. I think uh, oh, that's true. Kane huh? threw another one, and Jack Purser threw another one. So, um, you know, we're having fun. We we trying to get the kids to buy into what we're doing uh, constantly, and they've done a great job of doing that. And a lot of our guys can make plays, and and we're really blessed, you know, because it's. Not always you get to coach a group of kids where, where so many kids have the confidence to make plays on Friday night, in this case Thursday night. But, uh, yeah. you know, we're blessed to have a group on offense right now that's playing with a lot of confidence. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to the challenge tonight. So it's going to be a big-time opponent. Yeah, and I Trev was on in the 9 o'clock hour, and I had a chance to ask him about big game atmosphere, and they do a great job of creating that. What do you do on the other side of that? Because you're the ones going into uh, this big game atmosphere, right? And so uh, how do you, what do you tell your players about, you know, just kind of zoning everything out, focusing inside those white lines? Well, you got to have some maturity. I mean, they, you know, everybody has their game day stuff. I mean, we do our stuff at our home games. I mean, you, you can't get too wrapped up in it, whether you're the home team or the away team. You know, it's all about the 11 guys that are on the field and trying to focus on their job and, and, and execute to the highest level that you can. I mean, it's really not about any hype or anything like that. And, I know they feel the same way. I mean, they might get a little juiced up. We might get a little juiced up to start the game, but you know, once the pads start popping, it's just it's football. I mean, you you can't you can't hide from it. It's it's tackling, it's blocking, it's pitching and catching, and and the fundamentals take over. They always do. Coach Dane Chaponche joining us here on Footnotes. I'm George in for Kevin and Co- Dane. Thanks so much uh, for taking some time with us uh, today, and uh, look forward to. I'll be at that game tonight. I'm going live from that contest uh, for KLFY, so uh, I'll be out there and I, I try to ignore you guys a little bit. I see you, but I don't. Y- y'all are doing y'all's job, so I kind of kind of walk around you and all that stuff. But but definitely, uh, I always appreciate uh, talking to you, and uh, thanks so much for spending some time with us this morning all right man thanks for having us see y'all tonight that's it that's it thank sounds good dane chaponche there turlings catholic uh rebels head football coach they take on lca tonight in week seven of the high school football season we're gonna take a break here on footnotes and you are listening to the game 1037 lafayette 1041 lake charles southwest louisiana sports station your home for the lsu tigers and the houston astros all right, welcome back into the show. I am George Faust in 
for Kevin Foote, making his way back from the Raging Cajuns' big victory last night. The Cajuns with the that must win. I called it a must win uh, in regards to the fact that they were three-game losing streak. They were able to kind of uh, stop that bleeding, and it was important for the win, I think, for the Cajuns because they needed to see that what Coach Dez is doing is working. And that's why it's a huge win, I think, because I, I really believe that they have the opportunity now to kind of relax, take a breath. It's kind of like uh, when you come up for a breath, if you've been swimming and you come up and you, oh, thank goodness. I, yeah, that's that's the kind of relaxation. I think there's a little bit of settling down now, like people can relax and get off their backs uh, look, it's it's going to take a minute to kind of gel. Every team is different, no matter what the situation. Uh, if, if every team has, uh, there's people leave, people come back, people go. Uh, you know this, that, the other thing. So you got to relax and let things kind of play out. And I think if they didn't get that win, I think the noise would have got really loud. And I'm glad that they got the win because I think Coach Des can do uh, some good things here for the raging Cajuns and they get that big one. Look, Marshall beat Notre Dame. <laughs> and uh, I know Notre Dame's not like, uh, you know, Joe Montana and Joe Theismann, Notre Dame. Did y'all even know, y'all even know who that is? I, I don't know if some people even know who that is. <laughs> That's all. I, I don't think Hannah has a clue of who Joe Theismann is. Do you know who Joe Theismann is? What about Joe Montana? You know who Joe Montana is? She's shaking her head. Yeah. All right. She's heard of Joe Montana. They both went to they both went to Notre Dame. Um, anyway, uh, so I want to thank my guest uh, as we uh, kind of roll through here. Uh, Luke Johnson came on in the nine o'clock hour. Trev Falk, the head coach at LCA, he came to ch- kind of he- preview uh, the contest that is tonight: uh, Turlings and LCA. Uh, then in the uh, second hour, the Guru uh, Spencer um, he came on and was able to uh, kind of give me some relief and, and qualms. I got to relax about my fantasy team because I'm not doing so much, so many things wrong. Uh, and then uh, Turling's head coach, Dane Chaponche, coming on as uh, the, the undefeated Rebels go to take on LCA uh, tonight in a, in a big matchup on Thursday. Uh, and then obviously Karen Crow, the Bears, uh, I, I'm assuming you'll be able to hear them tonight, right? 105.9. That's where uh, Karen Crow, uh, they play Como uh, this evening. So uh, you can hear Tony Corville and, and the Bears, uh, their excursion against Como uh, on uh, Z1059. So that'll be, uh, that'll be there for your, for your liking. Uh, so we've had, uh, had a good show. Uh, we've talked a little bit about Reba McIntyre. I still don't – my tickets haven't arrived. I mean, like, what's up? Like, where are my tickets? Where where Reba didn't I, I'm I'm expecting Reba to come drop the tickets off right here. If that dude, I I think I'd pass out. I'd be like Reba, what's up? Anyways, Reba McIntyre tonight at the Cajun Dome. So uh, make your plans accordingly. Uh, should should you be lucky enough to be the ones to see her? Tell I I want to know how many times she changes like her costume outfit because the last time I saw her, which was in the mid '90s, uh, she changed eleven times. Brought a taxi. Like, have you ever seen the video for Fancy? She brings a taxi. Uh, it, it, it's there's a taxi in that video, and in the show, a taxi comes onto the stage. It's, it was, and she gets out of the taxi. Oh, it was, it was, it was man, place was going nuts. The other cool thing she did, she sang with Vince Gill, and so like Vince Gill was on a video screen. I know I gotta go. I got what do I got? Thirty seconds. 
two seconds, two minutes, 20 seconds. Now I'm, I'm eating up all my time. Anyway, she sings to Vince Gill on a screen. He's like, anyway, all right. They, I, I got to go. I look, I, I love doing this. I love talking to you guys. Uh, uh, you can follow me at George Faust 10. And remember, like my dad always used to tell me, uh, remember you represent your family. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you next time.